0: Hey, this is Dr. Drew and you are listening to This Life with Bob Hoy and Dr. Drew. Here we are.
1: And Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around your iPhone. It's time for This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest. And we have a very special guest today who has a situation.
0: Yeah, we do. That it. I
1: can't wait to hear about.
0: Uh, but before we hear about the situation. And Dr. Drew is sick. I know. So you'll hear me coughing and sneezing. But And Adam, I'm sorry. You're you're familiar with me coughing into the mic. and
2: uh, That's uh, fine. Uh, Ruin your own show. I don't no, care. <laughs>
0: I want to promote Adam's stuff. Normally you ruin my show. Adamcarolla.com (laughs) is where you can get everything. Adam and I have a show every day. Adam and Dr. Drew show. But he has a documentary, The 24-Hour War. It's out now, right? Yep. It is awesome. It's about Le Mans. That's right. And it's about the – you don't know about this. No. It's about the um, high drama that went on between the chief high executives and sort of, I guess, owner of Ferrari. Ferrari, Uh, yeah. Ferrari and Ford. And they fought it out. It was, it, it was years. just
2: Ford and Ferrari, like the two
0: guys. It wasn't like, right. Executives. Well, but, but but the Ford guy was became one of the chief executives. I think Ferrari owned it, actually.
2: Well, Ford was Henry Ford the second. Yeah, not Henry Ford. Right. But right. other than that, he
0: ran the place. Yeah, and it, it's a very it's a great film filled with not only just high drama and what went on between these two these icons of you know the auto industry at the time. But it's the, all the classic footage and stuff. It's really a, a blast to watch. And you know, they've, Netflix has been airing the uh, Steve McQueen Le Mans thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not half the film that yours is. I uh, thanks. I the documentaries in the in the car world are usually kind of weak. It's more, you know, the guys who know how to make the documentaries make them about the uh woman of color who plays the cello but is struggling with her sexuality right. <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> that's, that's who they that's, that's doc- but no those people make those documentaries yeah, right, right. and the gearheads make the car documentaries but they're not very good at making documentaries right 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 so we are guys who are good at making documentaries making gearhead documentaries speaking of which my son has suddenly shown interest in doing documentaries
0: can i send him over to talk to your guy yeah you guys are doing one right now can you talk about it we're doing three they're one on uh, K-Rock, right? Yep. We're doing one on K-Rock. We're doing- oh, wow. Yeah. You can, Bob, oh, you should God, have him. Oh, God, that would
2: be so great. I mean, he was there yeah.
0: during all that early stuff.
2: Well, we're going to
0: get everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you having trouble getting Freddie, it going? Is Freddie yeah.
1: Snakeskin around? Yeah, yeah. They're all around. What, does he live in LA? Yeah. Mm, I think he's in Arizona? Phoenix, no? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
2: but everyone's around. I mean, getting he can interview Yeah, we're getting everybody.
1: Was Freddie the original main guy?
2: i don't know i mean we're just starting to get into it we all no. we've done is we've interviewed Beck and green day and some of the other guys that played the acoustic christmas a yeah. few weeks ago that's that's where we've started and we've collaborated with cbs and k-rock so that we've become partners so that we can get all the archival great footage and do all the work fantastic so, that's exciting uh yeah. But we are underway on that. We are underway, well underway on uh, Willie T. Ribbs, who's the first black man to drive at the Indianapolis Five Hundred, and his story. whole story with uh, Bob Cos- Bill Cosby being his sponsor, and all the stuff with that. And then, oh, back- what
1: what stuff with that? <laughs> it's
2: pretty crazy. And then uh, Carol Shelby story as well. The, the Shelby story Shelby, yeah. comes out in, in
0: Le Mans, the the twenty four hour war. And you don't realize, I mean, that, that's a name that everyone that, certainly everyone that grew up in the 60s, 70s, 80s knows the name. There's a little shop in Long Beach, you know, a little couple guys, right? Venice. Venice, I beg your pardon. With young guys. Yeah, it was crazy. Just these guys just, you know. Just, just well, some things. of those
2: guys we're interviewing now <laughs> are in good shape and in their early 70s. Wow. So this stuff's taking place in the early 60s. They they're, they're, they had to be 20, 21, 19 when they are working around those shops. What, what's your guys' name that does the docs? Nate Adams. Nate. I did like a couple
0: hours with him or, a year ago on the K-Rock thing.
2: Oh, oh, you did. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a few. But, we but I didn't get... do it on camera. I just We were just sort of doing I was just oh, helping him sort of well, flesh out what yeah. he was to do. But then we're going to go get you, and we'll yeah. get Jimmy and Carson and uh, Bob and well, The radio station, else.
1: they were, I always say, K-Rock was right place, right time. Well, right. That's and, what and, it really was. And that was,
2: right,
0: of course. And It was lightning in a bottle. And, and Rick Carroll was the main guy. What Freddie was, was always sort of champion for was he invented the drop. Remember hearing What's the dra- the dragnet drops? Thanks. I got it. Right. Boom. Right. Remember the drops yeah, and the yeah. cartoon drops? He invented that phenomenon. The, the well, he, he
1: was he and Don Bowles from the Germs, the drummer from the Germs, lived in Arizona, and they had a, a pirate radio station, and they... I, they still have tapes of them where they did Super Satan Weekend. I remember that, and they just did whatever they wanted to. They didn't cuss so that the cops didn't come after them. Right. But they did really funny. What's well, when what radio stations like you
0: know, people could own them, and there's, there was it would be great if you could find the old time sort of owners and stuff because those guys used to walk out with they would deal in the back of the radio station with paper bags full of cash. Oh uh, well, good. yeah, that's we're
2: awesome. going to do everything, yeah. and this could be a multi part. Fair, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. So those it's are the exciting. three that are So, so you become the,
1: a documentary the, filmmaker, but I've always wanted to know, how did you get into cars? Why are you so obsessed with cars? What
2: uh, was the first uh, thing? I like mechanical stuff. As a mainly. kid? Yeah. I like, uh, I like the mechanics of stuff. I, I remember as a kid looking at uh, uh, Schwinn and looking at a Huffy and thinking that Huffy was a piece of shit and the Schwinn was nicely made. You could tell. Yeah, I could tell by the way the joints were welded and the way they extruded things and the way the the Huffy gooseneck was made out of a sort of pot metal and the, other one, the Schwinn one was nicely cast and then polished and yeah. knurled and things like that. Like, you could see the... Mach- I remember looking at the machining on pieces of it. The, the Huffy... Everything on the Huffy looked like it was stamped out of tin. Yeah. And the Schwinn was this beautiful cast stuff that was then nickel-plated or chrome-plated, nicely shaped and polished and stuff. And I remember just sort of looking at that stuff and, and, and looking at a, an a anodized aluminum rim with an aluminum hub, Versus just the steel rim with the steel hub, and I just remember thinking, that, "I love that. That's so much better than that one." I, and I don't I'm think so anyone has that. ever
0: spoken so romantically he, about a yeah, Schwinn no. bicycle. No, but
1: I was right with him because the huffy, <laughs> after a while, the thing that goes down through the frame that has the handlebars on it, that the would all thing. get that would all get wiggly in there.
2: Well, he, everything he was, was a mess. But, but
0: and he, then he had no money and no, no access to anything. He had to fix everything himself.
1: Did you have right? a huffy?
2: Yeah, I'll be. <laughs> well, it wasn't that I had to fix everything myself. I, I mean, well, everyone a, even had to as fix. Y- as a young adult, you did. Well, I, I, everyone had to fix everything themselves, like sort of where I come from. But I was willing as a as a young person when I was, you know, <laughs> nine years old or ten years old or whatever whatever,
1: whatever it is. That's Drew's just dying over there.
2: <laughs> Ignore it. Uh, I, I was I was willing to go like. You know, you, you, you for Christmas you get ten dollars from your stepdad and twenty bucks from your parents and ten dollars from your grandparents and if you pool all that money together, you could get a whole Huffy bike for sixty five bucks, or you could get a set of red line forks and a Moto Mag rim and a pair of cool cranks or just the frame and the forks, but the good stuff. Yeah. So I would always go. I'll just take the forks in the frame of the wait. good stuff and wait, wow. or wheel and deal, or figure out what I got to do to now. Get, I'll get the rims for my birthday. So bike parts strewn like, all over his bedroom. Well, but bed. for like Christmas, Closet. you know, right? Yeah, service porch. But I wanted the good stuff. I yeah. always wanted the good stuff. So when I when I look at looked at anything. Any part of a house or anything mechanical or anything with wheels or anything, I just look at it. I'd look at the difference. I go, that's that's the good stuff. Like, yeah. you so, climb inside a Jaguar and you climb inside a Chevy and you f- you feel the difference and you want the. It's not an aesthetic thing. It's more of a ooh, we see how right? this is craftsmanship.
1: Well, but it is my car. Like I. I just like fast cars, right? So when I was a kid, I, got, I saved my money because I worked jobs. I got an MGC. You know what that is? Yeah. Six-cylinder MG. Well, what they don't tell you when you buy a used six-cylinder MG that you have to rotate the rims because they go on these sprockets.
2: Spindles. Know, they,
1: yeah. And so I'm driving down the street. I hit Boy, that the brakes had- and the, thing just, the wheel oh, just no. came.
2: It just broke. That thing had knockoffs or lugs?
1: It had a, it
2: slid on to grooves. Yeah, right? that's a spindle, a, and it had a single yeah, knockoff. Yeah, yeah, not lug nuts, but a single yeah. knockoff. Yeah, yes.
1: And it, and then so then I bought the car for nineteen hundred bucks. To fix that thing was like eight hundred dollars, which I didn't have. I,
0: I was thinking about the deprivation in your service porch bedroom. Did you ever hear? Have you heard Popsport ever? ever? No, let's hear it. Well,
1: uh, the hubs are well, bad I, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was pathetic. But no, my sister's my mother. And it's just like everybody. Convoluted. It's like whatever. You know, sister
2: moms. Oh, yeah. My mom had that. Did but, she? Well, she had that with her grandma being her mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: something like that.
2: They, that. Uh, yeah, that, I, I mean, it's... Uh, Somebody uh, her grandma, gave
1: birth <laughs> and a, they... Her, were, she
2: thought he, he thought
0: his grandma was his mom, but it was his sister. He but, I, it, but
1: it but yeah right. but my mom yeah. was my sister yes but yeah. you the person
0: you called your mom was your grandmother right yeah, yeah it's a mess and yeah, your was mom was dropped off by her mom at your grandmother's mother's house
2: M- well no my my grandmother my mom was collected from child protective services oh. by the grandparents uh. who, who sort of my 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 grandmother uh sorry my grandmother, who's the mom's version of it, is insane today. Yeah. Which is, And this uh, is in L.A.? Yeah, this is in this L.A. Is mine
1: was in L.A., too. Yeah. There was a lot of
2: shady shit was, going on. She was like, uh, you know, I just went out to dance practice at the Hollywood Bowl. Like, you know, when she was probably a flapper or something, like when she was 19. <laughs> and, uh, and when I got back, uh, we'd asked the upstairs neighbor to watch you know mrs beasley upstairs to watch mom and uh when we got back she'd taken her to child protective services and i said uh well why would she do that right (laughs) because all i ever do is go why and my other bigger question is what would they say if i asked them so they said what's in for her why would she why would she do i'm gonna babysit your two-year-old thank you (laughs) all right then you come back and you go uh where's chris oh, I dropped her off at Child Protective Services. Like, how, how does that play out? And then I said to her, why did she do that? And why would she do that? And give me some motivation as to why this woman who lived in your building would do that. And she said, she was in love or you know, enamored with my husband <laughs> and she wanted us to stay. She knew we were moving and this was a ploy to get us to stay. And I thought, "Oh, wait a minute! Now this is worse because who would stay <laughs> with that neighbor? Why is this motivation like watch the kid and bake you the lasagna? There's motivation to stay. Drop the kid off. at Child Protective Services is no motivation. Get the fuck out of here!" But
1: did they stay?
2: I have no, I have no idea. But the kid, but I no, I, I eventually everyone left. And but they, they. I, I didn't even I remember I don't remember pursuing that line. Like, well, hold on. Did you have a lease? Like I wasn't any of it. You have a cleaning deposit? I was like, that's an ins- first off you're lying. Like yeah, it's, that doesn't none of this makes sense. And then um,
1: So is this why you have this theory like me? I think you share Every story I hear about you is very similar. I have no patience for the victimization of people. They're like victims. Oh, you know, this thing I grew up neglected. And you, you know, you're very sympathetic to that. And I'm not sympathetic to that. And I think when you grow up in chaos, you're less sympathetic to lesser stories than your own.
0: I, I, I I don't want to answer for you, but I would argue sort of between you and me. He would say, no, I'm sympathetic to it, but you're not helping them. By kowtowing to that. you let, Tell them to get their shit you know, together. That that's
1: what we do most of the time. Addicts are victims of these bad childhoods that end up taking drugs. The whole narrative's always been a little foggy for me.
2: Well, I just, you know, there's this kind of a... Look, you know, we're all victims of something. Now, it's, it's real easy to sit around uh, for my mom to be a victim... But then there's people that come home from wars, missing limbs, and then they could be victims, and then there are people that were born with serious medical issues, and they get to be bigger victims, and then there are people who die in dirigible accidents, and they get to be... Like, there's always someone who can trump your victimhood, (laughs) uh, who's worse off, who's better off. And by the way, no matter how good off things may have been for somebody, you could always... Look, if you throw a dinner party you could find the guy you think has had the biggest silver spoon in their mouth and you could still go find somebody else who had a bigger silver spoon in their mouth and you could find someone who's faced the most adversity and you could go find somebody who'd tell you a story about their twin uh, being, being killed in the car crash when they were the nine whatever it is the different
1: thing is to let yourself be destroyed by this past trauma yeah that's so what,
2: the thing is like there's always somebody ahead of you and there's always someone below you so why are we sitting around trying to figure out the order of things and why aren't we just getting on with the work
1: that's of it. life okay that, so I pose that yeah. question to you Drote. why don't we tell addicts they need to get on with the process of life and taking responsibility
0: I have no problem saying that, but some of them just can't. They can't, yeah. right? Yeah. Most
1: of the celebrity rehab crowd can't,
2: right? Yeah, they, 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 not in the condition they're in. But it's my, a little unrealistic. I'm with Bob in that, I mean, you can't, but then when you start telling them why they can't, then it becomes something. And it's like, I read a tweet from Bernie Sanders today. Or I didn't read a tweet. Well, somebody forwarded me a tweet. I yeah. didn't
1: think you were a follower of him.
2: Somebody forwarded me a Bernie Sanders tweet, and it was like uh, three quarters of young black Americans will spend at least one year in poverty before now in the age 18 or you know, under the poverty line. and He was appalled by that. But it's like... Thank you, guy who has a couple of homes for being appalled. (laughs) Uh, What's your fucking plan? I got a plan. I get shouted down all the time. Focus on family. Focus on education. Let's see if we can write this shit. But you're just over there being appalled with the rest of your buddies. They're either taking... Ting turns patting each other on the back to see who's more appalled by this statistic. <laughs> and my whole thing with everything is just, all right, be appalled. Now what are we doing? What, what, what's the plan? What, born without a limb, born to your family, born to my family, born to whoever's family. What's the plan? What are we going to do? How are we going to get out of this?
1: And That's not that's almost non-existent in America now.
2: Well, I I do think...
1: It's coming I, back I think it's bit. why
2: Trump got elected. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it was the first... The first time in a long time that people heard people saying things like it was, it was crazy because all the speeches I've heard in the last eight years or so and, and before have been like, we got to come together to be together for the children because we'll be strong together because but for the, the children. children and listen
1: <laughs> it's always about the children uh, and, yeah, and, but, and but,
2: but, no children should grow up in poverty no child and if one child grows up without a yeah, world-class education and, the, and, no, no solution. And, and it's like i remember i was just uh trump's speech was on like the radio and he was given a laundry list of stuff he's given a laundry list of shit he wanted to do like i don't know if he's going to do it or not uh, the point is is all of a sudden there's a laundry list I I'm going to lower the corporate taxes. I'm going to build a wall in Mexico. I'm going to take uh, round Roundup uh, folks that are criminals and illegal, and I'm getting them out. And it was the weirdest thing in the world because I was like listening to a bunch of ideas being articulated. He may do them. He may not do them. He may do parts of them. I don't know. That's not the point. The point is, is for once, I was here on a list of shit we were going to do rather than we're stronger together. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't know what that and means. Go to,
1: and her message was, we're stronger together. Go to my website. I have all the details there. Right. Right?
2: All and the I details wanted...
1: there were just more reiteration of the Obama details right. and the details more the same. from more right. the Right, and, and
2: Drew has... And
1: Bush too, Drew
2: also. sat next to me 20 years ago where all I said was, all I want is some businessman to get in here and start running this goddamn place like a business. In fact, we have,
0: we have, we have tape of him... P- predicting a Trump presidency in 1996 wasn't it? No, uh, that was me. Uh, why that, not? Why not Warren Buffett? Saying, why was, not a real business? Oh,
2: now? that's fine too. <laughs> I don't care. But it's always all I wanted was a list. I wanted a hit list. Like what's going on? Yeah, we got a problem. What's the problem with? We're not corporate corporations. They're going uh, they're going overseas. Yeah. All right, what are we gonna do we undo? Now you That's all I Trump ever wanted
0: on The Apprentice. What, what's your... uh, in
2: 1996, I predicted. That uh, Caitlyn Jenner, that Bruce Jenner was turning into a woman.
0: Y- yes, he did. That he, we you know, was we really have a 90s tape chick. Of, No, no, no. <laughs> we have a tape of him going. Hey, guys. He sits down. It's the love line. He starts. He starts. Up, she goes. Hey, you guys seen Bruce Jenner lately? We're like, why? He goes. I don't know. I don't know. But he's turning into a chick. Like, we go. What? <laughs> we, we didn't know what he's talking about. And he goes. I. I don't know what I'm talking about either. But I, I'm just telling you. Take a look at. It. He's turning into
1: His a eyebrows. Chick- with the eyebrows that give away.
2: I, you know. It's that. It's that thing where. <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of kids in the room and one has a little Down syndrome or something, <laughs> and you go, something, what's wrong with your friend? You know what I mean? Like, you can kind of something, tell. Something's going on, I they're, can't they're, tell. They're what not that all it. women have Down syndrome, but what I'm saying is, is, you just notice, if you go to your kid's basketball game and you see 10 10-year-olds and they're running up and down the court, you'll see the one kid that's a little different, yeah. and you'll, you'll notice, you'll catch your eye. Little body movements or whatever. So I noticed something was going on with Bruce Jenner at the time in 1996 with Trump. You described I, a Trump presidency, is what you did. Uh, no, Remember Trump. With- I called no Trump in 2008. Oh, I said he will be president in 2016. Oh, I gave the date. Wow, on that, pretty good. This, uh, that was based on. What nothing. do you think of?
1: What do you think of the conspiracy theory that anybody that enters the Kardashian orbit? Mm. something negative happens to lamar, I mean, oh, oh, lamar kanye yeah the males in mm-hmm. <laughs> that i mean come on
2: drew sure uh... doesn't like conspiracy <laughs> theories. i hate conspiracy and plus theory. you're looking you're, you're... what
1: let me just let me just reiterate you're... just facts the first dad de- <laughs> died of cancer in his 40s right yeah, Probably. something happens then to the men the in that man, family. The second man becomes a woman. Right. The third man is in a mental hospital. The fourth man ODs with a bunch of prostitutes in Las Vegas.
2: Well, you know, there's one is the
1: th- men farewell in that family. No, no. but there is one thing.
2: <laughs> but you, there's one thing that you, one thing that rang true to me, uh, working with Danny Bonaducci. He said to me, you know, it's always all this talk about child stars gone wrong, child stars go wrong. He said, Go find any one of your buddies from like the valley from when you grew up, and I'll show you X amount that got into rehab or got drunk. Most of and your got, friends into yeah, up in right, rehab. right. I'm saying so that's not a child star. Go find me, an, find me a nine year old who I grew up with. Tag them and follow them. And I'll show you somebody who gets into rehab, gets into jail, gets into trouble, gets divorced. Well, that's to the one lawn. thing I like, wanted to ask you. That's not you. a childhood thing. Why,
1: if you're such a, if you're, you are a go-getter, take care of business, no no stopping. This was right? his question last week. This is me. my question. When they said, you're going to be on, I thought, he, they said, what would you want to ask him? Why are all your friends that you've had, and it's it's really Wonderful, and the Chili Peppers have done the same thing. They're and still you, friends with all their friends from kids. And when mind you, Bob,
0: Bob and Chris got sober together. Chris yeah, really helped Bob and get Boom, sober, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So you have the same circle friends which the Chili Peppers do. I think it's healthy for the person in your position or the Chili Peppers. But look at the train wreck. Some of your friends
0: are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's distill, let's let's distill it down. Why are you hanging out with Ray stuff?
2: <laughs> I saw Ray today. Oh my god. And I saw. Did Chris you go by the like jail two days ago? <laughs> no, he's not that bad. No. Not that bad. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So what? What happened to them? And what happened well, to what? me?
0: No, but
1: w-
2: he couldn't understand
0: how you start hanging out with them in the first place. And I said, I, "Here's my because I'm,
1: I'm I'm imagining what Bone was like at 15. Yeah, I'm not thinking like this guy's going to help me get out of poverty and rule the universe. That I know was your agenda.
0: No, his agenda was to play. What was your agenda?
1: Play
2: football. Yeah, I just want to play sports. That's it. I, and these I were, were the athletes. That, was that like, how Man. you were going to rule the world? Not rule the world. Just get out of misery. Yeah, I, was, I just you... want to get out. Of, I just want to get out of wherever I was.
1: So were you going to? Was the ambition to go to college and play
2: football? Uh, at first, and then that, uh, my family was so disjointed. I was so disjointed that even though I had some scholarships to play football. I still could never get it together to, like, fill out the paperwork and oh do, the, do the things <laughs> yeah. that it would have taken. Well, well see, family. if you were
1: surrounded with healthier friends, they could have helped you.
2: Well, uh, you know, like Chris, Chris was a guy. Okay, so. So, Chris, Chris Boehm, have, let's
1: explain. Chris Bohm and I got sober. Yes. In the same house, four days apart. He was just invaluable to me I, w- I don't know that i'd be alive if it wasn't for chris Bohm. but he's done a lot of his fucked up shit in the last 21 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. What I
2: mean? <laughs> yeah he has well he he uh he was a, he was a <laughs> Are very... you choosing
1: your words carefully
2: no i'm not okay. actually so chris is a good guy I mean. he's a greatest yeah. guy but... I he we met at pop warner football when we were just like nine years old we became best friends and then at a certain point, it became clear that he had a, a great athletic ability. And so when when he was in high school, in like of the 11th grade, he started, I think he was like second team all league or something like that. And he was and, twice the size of everybody. Yeah, yeah, and he was getting good. Huge. He was getting recruited and stuff like that. And then he just sort of fell off and stopped showing up at school and stopped going out. Tell the detail. He basically found women, or women found him, and it was just a lot more fun to go to the reservoir, smoke cigarettes, drink beer, and bang chicks all day than it was to go do two-a-day football practice. And he had a
0: dad. Describe the dad.
2: In the San Fernando Valley. The
0: dad sort of set this up.
2: His dad was an alcoholic who was like, in and out of jail, or maybe a drug addict who was in and out of jail. It's hard to tell when drove you're a kid. A, you drove you know. a firebird.
0: Would yeah. Come, like, sweep into town once in a while.
2: Take yeah, Chris out, I mean, he hunting. was there. He'd be there for a while, and then he'd be gone, and then he'd be there. It was like drug addict stuff. And uh, at a certain point, we came to some sort of crossroads, and we're entering our senior year of high school, and it, Chris needed to go to summer school at Van Nuys High, in order to get his grades to be eligible to play football for senior year. Yeah, and so I basically was the sort of sober voice that said, uh, "Hey, man, you could, you know, you'll get a scholarship." He was actually a pretty decent student. He was much better. I couldn't read or write, so he could read and write. It was sort of bright. He was a good. Good student. By the way, there was nothing wrong with Adam other than he went to a hippie school. With a, I never, that, yeah, that I teach never. Him to I never learned write. to read or write. But I said to him, "Hey, man, look, five weeks of summer school, six weeks of summer school, Van Nuys High. It was, it was like pretty light lifting. It was like eight to noon. It started like two weeks after the summer break. So it's like we'd break in the middle of June and then the first of July, and then you'd have to go for six weeks. But it was only like a half day. But it was at Van Nuys High, and I just said." come on, man, we got to do this so you can be eligible, so you can play your senior year, so you can get your scholarship or go off to college or whatever. And I remember just sort of like the first day, like he, he didn't go. And then the second day, I like- now that's the Chris I know. Right. I showed up to his apartment, you know, and he's like, I'm going to the beach, you know. And it's like, just six weeks, just six weeks, just let's get through it and then you'll be eligible and then we can play together our senior year and then, you know, maybe we'll go to college or something. We'll get a scholarship. And it's like, Nah.
1: What, so what position did Chris play and what position did you play?
2: He played tight end and uh, outside linebacker, and I played guard and inside linebacker, and Ray played fullback and inside linebacker, and Ray f- f- sloughed off two and never showed up basically and never and, and, played. And it's not
0: like Adam ran out and let the world on fire from there. I mean, he was you know struggling for a long
2: time. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I didn't have any. I didn't have any kind of might have survival motor, but I didn't no, have any you kind of thrival fully, motor. You
1: came fully packaged cuz by that time, by the time I really knew of you or met you, I'd been on love lines 20 times with different hoes. you had Poor Man, then you had the Eagle, and then you had who else? That Ricky. Louie guy and Ricky, right? And then you really. just came on and it was just like a completely different yeah, show. Yeah, but
0: he he at that point had been doing Construction for what 15 years, training at improv theaters. I mean, tell them that story. Bob doesn't know it.
2: Well, I I realized I mean, I wasn't going anywhere, I wasn't going to college, I, I wasn't doing anything. I, I was. I didn't have any kind of career or any anything, so I knew it was just going to be work in construction. You know, I don't mean work in construction with
1: Bohm, you and Bohm,
2: yeah, me, Bohm, and Ray. The reason those the reason Bohm's in construction now is because. I got a job, you know, in construct. You know, he's not pretty in fucking good at it. Well, yeah, he's been doing it for. He did my house in Encino. Twenty-five years or something. now. Got a
1: little weird there for about two weeks where I didn't know where he was, but other than that, the house looked amazing.
2: Well, he 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 was you know doing drugs and <laughs> hanging out, not doing anything, and I went, and I got a job. I I got a job doing earthquake rehab for the city of Los Angeles for like 18 19 bucks an hour or something which was like huge money so i got him on to it and
1: putting the metal things in the sides of brick
2: apartments yeah oh you're talking about all thread yeah yeah with the nut and the bolts on the outside of it yeah really
1: gonna hold these buildings up if it's 7.8 i always think that was a hustle
2: they never really... haven't really <laughs> been tested, tested it. It. Well, I'll tell you what it'll be. It'll be better than not having them. <laughs> <laughs> that much, I can promise you. And yes, I had to go through every one of those condemned buildings and do all that stuff. But eventually, Chris and Ray, we all started carpet cleaning out of high school. And then we all got into being laborers, basically, on construction sites. There's no apprentice program or any of this nonsense. People see people this sort of sort of uh i don't know this this rose colored glasses version of showing up and there's some guy with a german accent he's going to tell you how to do a dovetail joint or something <laughs> you show up and some guy hands you a shovel and goes get the fuck over there and start digging and i'll tell you when to stop and that's so, be so not better on, on earth yeah, or that's about it, it. yeah it's just mostly and here's a hammer go bust out that stucco wall hurry and that that's about it just yeah. that you spend your day clean and, up garbage so he hit a bottom with that Right, I did. Well, you sort of decided the difference between me and Ray and every single one of those guys, and this is all you need, but no one embraces it. Is when I was twenty four, twenty five, I was looking around and I was seeing everyone just getting drunk every weekend and spending buying coke and like doing stuff where it's like, hey, we're making nine, ten dollars an hour. Coke is. 110 bucks a gram (laughs) you just bought a gram of coke (laughs) that's that's three days work over here you know like i'm buying coke you know and i'd be like how can you buy 110 dollars worth of coke when it takes you're gonna sniff it in 10 minutes and that's, a full, that's like nine hours' work, ten hours' so, work for so us. So,
0: delay gratification. That's the one thing he had, the ability to... You no,
2: know, the one thing I had, yes. That and one thing is I was looking around going, uh, where are we going to be in ten years? And how, how pretty is this scene going to be with everyone living in apartments and drinking Schaefer beer? And no insurance, no money, no no new, new truck, no nothing. Like, how's this going to work? How's this going to play out? Like, I kept looking around going, we don't have any insurance. We don't have, when it rains, you don't go to work and you don't get paid. We don't have any kind of safety net. We don't have any kind of savings account. What are we all going to be doing 10 years from now? And whatever it is, I don't want to be doing it. I don't want to be doing this. And everyone else was totally happy. Well, Ray and Chris are still doing it. <laughs> I wonder they're not. They're not totally happy. They, they don't want to do it either. Yeah. They just they didn't stop. They're not doing it for nine bucks an hour so anymore. He, so he started,
0: you know, becoming a boxing instructor, doing improv theater, studying comedy, and doing. Yeah, yeah. So
2: I went like, all right, what you know, what else is out there? And they were like, nothing, just more beer and Coke and, let, you know, you just, whatever. How
1: come you didn't try to get into Warner Brothers Studio to build shit or somewhere? Because I know that whole area. You guys lived on
2: a grid. Nobody you know I mean? once You still in a live while, within that
1: grid, don't you, Adam?
2: No, but once in a while how you would. How far out? Right here. Oh, you live here? Yeah. Once in a while you would hear somebody tell some story, you know, like, uh, oh, man, Joey uh, Duarte he got a job a union job work building sets over there for, yeah and he's making 21 bucks an hour and on Christmas he gets double that if he works the day before Christmas and it was like we were all going nuts but nobody knew anybody also you're in, assuming in that that
0: scene. either he or I had sort of a concept we were going for I think I think what Adam saw was the same thing I saw early on was like hey this radio business is interesting. Yeah. Well, the radio reaches a lot of people. Love Lines was fun, but it
1: really wasn't Love Lines until he did. I, I understand, it. but he used to listen yeah. to it.
0: I used to listen to it while I worked. But, you know. And then he thought, and you know the whole story about him becoming the boxing instructor
2: for Jimmy, and that's how he got in the radio? No. You don't know the story? Oh, Nobody yeah. would. But in, as far as like the union stuff, that seemed like a pipe dream. I mean, like, show up at Warner Brothers and just what stand like at the four, gate and yeah. go, like let, let me in. It's four blocks from where you grew up, right? So you go to Warner Brothers and you go, hey, I live here. What's <laughs> going on? And they go, What do you want? And you go, I, I don't know. I'm a carpenter. And they well, go, Do got, you have an appointment? You can't get on this lot. And then you go home. Like yeah. I Sometimes, didn't know anybody.
1: Somehow I got into it from Chris Hoy. He was already in it, and then he said, "Bobby, you want a job?" And I was newly sober, and I was like. Doing what? And he goes, "You don't have to do anything. You just walk around with me. Oh, and I basically learn." Well, that's what I needed. <laughs> All right. So, so
0: there's a whole story about how he got on the radio, and it was again just pushing forward. It was not no plan, right? I mean, but what were you no.
1: feeling go- leading up to when you guys met? Because I got kind of because Eagle didn't fit on that. What
0: I was feeling was they
1: were just switching people in and out. No on no one. You.
0: Listen, what the fuck did I know? I I just I was there just to give information, and when it when Ricky backed out of the TV thing, they went, who, who do you want? I went, I don't know what you're talking about. And it just happened. He We had met like a couple months before. He had come up on Loveline and done Mr. Burcham on the show. Oh, right? really? Weren't you Burcham the whole time? Mm-hmm. The whole time. And and, uh, and I went running one day, and I, went, I just had this thing. I thought, yeah, I think that guy could do this thing. I think he probably has what it takes to do it. And I called somebody, and we screen tested, and that was that.
2: It's, yeah, yeah but there's never a plan. I think no, everyone no thinks there's a plan. All right, let's
0: take a little break, and we get back. we got to talk about all the, the deaths from this year, and yeah. uh, George Michael and Carrie Fisher. has a lot of stuff to talk about, so we'll take a little break. Be right back. Well, of course, you heard me talk about Bergamot Mega Plus. It's derived from extracts of the bergamot citrus fruit. That's right. This is in the Calabria region of Italy. They use it there like crazy. They've used it for generations. It is something that's extremely rich in polyphenols. Now I don't typically get behind supplements, but this is one I can I can sign off on. It is known to reduce the risk of heart disease. The Italian government has actually done some very good research on bergamot as well as many studies to prove its effectiveness. Bergamot mega plus is a natural statin, right? That's an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor. That's much like the medicines that people take. I myself take. Lowers triglycerides, raises HDL, lowers LDL. Some people take bergamot with the statin even. So it addresses also conditions faced by millions of people worldwide. That is the so-called metabolic syndrome, which is increased abdominal fat, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, high triglycerides, high blood pressure. And it helps with that. It helps with insulin resistance. Now, I do suggest that you, of course, talk to your doctor if there's any question at all. And there are alternatives, pharmaceutically, that many doctors may recommend. But Bergamet Mega Plus offers an all-natural option. Cardiologists and physicians all over the world have recommended it. Its effectiveness is the subject, as I said, of many good quality scientific studies. So to learn more, visit bergamet.com. That's B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T. That is bergamet.com. Or click on the Bergamet banner on our website. I suggest you do so. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I, it's weird doing this podcast. I, I I don't review our history very often. It's weird that he doesn't know it, and it makes Bob doesn't know it. It makes me think. I wonder how many other people don't really know how the f- how this all went down and how it happened. I think we, with your listener and our listeners, we yes. sort of assume it. You know what I
2: mean? Yes, we do. Yeah, but I don't it,
1: think they were <laughs> along at that point. I think those that your no, no, primary we, listeners no. came later. Yeah. Original- yeah, but they got
2: caught up. Yeah, they we had, caught them up. That's we 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 saying.
0: we'll bring it up once in a while. We just never really do it in a single sitting. You know, we don't review this stuff. Right, it's weird to me. I thought it they were wasn't kind of do especially somebody that knows us. It wasn't.
1: Here is how I felt about it. Love lines was a show we all listened to it. Any, all of us, everybody growing up, listened to it. But it was the thing you guys did was not love. It was a new thing. It wasn't like love lines. It was.
2: It was, it was much, the Adam. It was the Adam and Drew show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but point. it was still called yeah. Love Lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. It's it's like they. It's like Top Gear. They try to make Top Gear. They try to franchise Top Gear, and it doesn't work. Any, it's those everywhere guys. they try to trant they try to. Drew. Everyone thought I was a huge douche because everyone always go, "What's the secret to love line?" Yeah, and yeah. I go, "Me and Drew." <laughs> to some degree, no, no, <laughs> you, would, would, you and you, Drew. No, you go well.
0: I'm go well. I'm good, and Drew's
2: pretty good, and that's it. That's why it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I <I'd> go. <laughs> you can't take other people and have them go do it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. And they'd go. <laughs> <laughs> come on it's the format i go what's the format answering phone calls that's not yeah. a format or if it is everyone's free to do it yep. why Why not just replicate it yeah. well the original and plenty's right by the way the
1: original thing was it was the only place on the radio that sex was talked about i mean like when did you start 84 83 yeah 83 yeah it 84. was like well, dr ruth was doing it not on the radio. Oh, yes. Well, you're not listening to that. You're listening. Well, if you want to hear the Smiths and, psych- and, and psychedelic furs, and then hear about sex, you listen was to K Rock. A little more, yeah, you know, <laughs> more broad. <Sure.
2: laughs> if you're going to put it that way, then
0: yes, but yes. <laughs> so let's talk about this year, 2016. A lot of deaths recently. Carrie Fisher, and you were Carrie Fisher friend.
2: I knew Carrie Wait, very you, well. Did you meet her over the years, Adam? Well, no, I
0: met her a few times. She
1: was a tough broad.
0: Yeah. What's that mean? She talked like this. like uh, she's like old school recovery. Yeah, person. She's oh, an old okay.
1: old. And she she was tough tough as nails
0: i never knew i had never met her she would always you know i did not know her well but she was one of these people would walk up to you and call you my name no mm-hmm. matter who you were yeah i really always appreciated that yeah and, and would have something to say and, and sometimes uncomfortable but okay no and she would
1: say uncomfortable things yeah
2: yeah now like somebody how,
1: she would say how rude how rude you are <laughs>
2: somebody, you know what i mean somebody told me a uh, an anecdote that I did like, though, about her. I was listening to the radio and they said, um, at some point, like, Carrie, at some point, somebody went up, the, the the PC media said, you know, what was it like, you know, or do you think it's right to have your character sort of enslaved and put in this gold two-piece <laughs> bikini and blah, 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 and, and of course now, looking back on it, are you, like, embarrassed about it? And then would you would you... You, what message do you think that sends, and she was like, "Well, a giant slug enslaved me, forced me to wear this two piece like bronze bikini, so we killed him. I like the message, yeah, I think it's a pretty good message did
0: you did you see Steve Martin took a bunch of crap today for? yeah I mean, he was that was, was terrible. Why did he take a bunch of crap he, he said uh, i I thought she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in 1974 or whatever, and then I found out now that she's witty, she's smart, she's all you know she's this
2: amazing person. How
0: dare you talk about how she looks?
2: Oh, I I didn't even, you know, it's to the point, we're we're such a, we've jumped the shark as a society at such a point that when people tell me the stories that got people into trouble, I have to ask what part got them into trouble, because the part that I hear just sounds like a compliment, you, you know what I mean? Yes. But you have to, they have to then go back and explain to you why everything's offensive, because... To my brain from the San Fernando Valley, nothing sounds that sounds nice. The other thing that's weird, though, I do find this part weird, where every celebrity has to has to make a comment on any other celebrity's death. Like my feeling is first off, no one needs to hear from me. Secondly, if I didn't know him especially, no one needs to hear from me. And even if I did know him, no one needs to hear from me. Well with that in mind, let's keep going down the list. (laughs) People you don't know. Well the biggest
1: the biggest (laughs) I this year I can't imagine David Bowie, there's only like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, and David Bowie. That's the top. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of them died this
2: year. Yeah, would have been nice if it was Bob Dylan, but <laughs> <laughs> <it'll>, <laughs> sadly it's Bowie. <laughs> Sadly. (laughs) I see where you're going with that. Jesus (laughs) Christ.
1: He didn't even go pick up his Nobel Prize. David Bowie was a
2: genius compared to Bob Dylan. He really was. He He really was. was. Bob Dylan was a lightweight compared to him. This is Bob Dylan. No, I I love Bob Dylan, Dylan,
1: but to me, David Bowie is the greatest artist of all time because for decade after decade after decade...
2: Yeah, he did something different, he, and, his, and his music was so innovative. And I, 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 that guy's just a- David a, Bowie's a, the
1: biggest loss of the year. He's a genius. By yeah. far.
0: Man, there was a lot, too, to think about. It. So George Michael, people got very worked up about that. I was surprised, Gene Wilder. Oh.
2: What was it, George, what were you surprised about George uh,
0: George Michael, what surprised me is that, well, first of all, it went down as heart failure, which is- Insane that the press even reports that. Well, why heart failure, heart failure is a progressive illness that gets worse over many years. I know,
1: but he had he almost died uh, uh, four years ago, not of
0: heart failure.
1: What did he? A pneumonia. Uh, yeah. What was that about?
0: Uh, probably the same thing that took him this time, right? Okay,
1: I'm going to wait and see what the autopsy
0: says. Yeah, well, but the point you is, you know,
1: it's so ridiculous. If if I I could test right now, I'm professional at it. If you'd like to pee in a cup, I can know what drugs you're on or not on right now, in. in Four minutes.
2: By what, but if by somebody now?
1: dies be, be, be by having a, uh, a drug test, no, no. But, but, but if I'm somebody dies, this- we have to wait eight weeks or twelve yeah, weeks to, to find either. out if they were on drugs. That's if
2: I urinate into a cup right now.
1: I could find out what drug you're on in two minutes. I got well. I'd have to run out to my car. That would oh, take okay. two minutes. Right. I get the strip. I'd know oh. in two minutes. Four minutes. Yeah, I
2: don't. I never. Why get, does it
1: take twelve weeks to I find never, out whether they were on drugs either. or
2: not? I mean, look. I never get why. Hey, we'll have the Michael Jackson autopsy results why? back in June. It's like I'm yeah. almost like. Well, just fast-track him. I don't, so, <laughs> yeah. so you fished a bunch of hobos out of the L.A. River. They're in front of Michael Jackson? <laughs> kick, him, kick him to the back of what, the line. Why is it, Drew? Why is
0: it? I, I don't understand it, to tell you the truth. I, I assumed it's administrative. It's part of what
1: takes the power out of addiction is killing people.
0: Yeah, well, so we we surmised George Michael died of addiction, right? Yeah, I mean, he struggled with it for years. He was in a three hundred thousand dollar a month program or something.
1: I want to start one of those. Yeah, I mean, you want, me, you want to back that? Yeah, Th-
0: that, yeah. those <laughs> <to> get involved. <laughs> those <laughs> people
2: should be shot. I mean, those. <laughs> people, I mean, those. Whoever runs that, that that is. Whoever well, Whoever's
1: dumb well, enough to pay three hundred grand uh, a month.
2: No, God. but here's a here's Bob's here's my point, and it's Bob's point. It should be everyone's point, which is when the person possibly dies of. The abuse, drug abuse, and then they reported it. They reported it as we died of heart failure. Ugh. You know, which I everyone dies of heart no, failure. No, no one dies of heart failure. You die of your, well, your heart stops, stops beating. Well, that's
0: not heart failure. Oh, I'm calling it failure <laughs> to beat. Failure <laughs> to apply. Heart failure is a muscle disorder of the heart where it has a pump failure. Well, the heart stopped beating. That's, that's the sudden, failure that's of sudden that
2: sudden cardiac death. Okay. Well, that's the problem totally is, is this: once they do this. Then they wait nine weeks. Then they come out yeah. with the autopsy. Yeah. And nobody by, cares. By, then by we're that past time, it well, look
1: of- at how many people have died. By then, three more people have died. No, the second no, right. guy
2: from <laughs> Wham! had probably died in between now and the time the autopsy, yeah. autopsy comes out, and we're past it. So what we need is a sort of immediate, immediate. to attach it to, yeah. to the circumstance. I, I agree. Even
1: huh? when Philip Seymour Hoffman died... With drugs next to his nightstand, they wouldn't say that I he know. died of drugs. I
2: know. So you're if if you're speculating, you would speculate that this is drug related. Drug somehow. related, either directly or indirectly through right. the years of abuse right. with put his body. And, through and I whatever. would bet it more directly. You think more yeah. more directly? Now, Drew,
1: I want to ask you something on the Leonard Cohen death. He yeah. was in his mid 80s, right? Yeah. He was talking about he's ready to go. Yeah. Do you know that?
0: No, but that's he people, made his
1: last album. It's people do that, it, in the 80s. It, it, It's a dark, dark record. Card. You want it darker? And um, and then he said at the at the press conference he couldn't perform because he's getting older and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, "It's time for me to go." Yeah. And then, like four months later, he died. Well, do people I, do that? Oh yeah. You can kind of wish yourself to no, death? No, it's
0: not wish. They sort of are tired. They know they're sick. They know that things are running down, and they kind of go, eh. I've had people say, I have lived too long, too. I've had that a lot. Oh, really? Particularly men in their 90s will say, Jesus, my problem is I am too fucking old. I should have been dead a few years ago.
1: But if they can articulate that, isn't there some well, that's joy they, in life?
0: Not when you're really decrepit. Decrepitness is something people don't get to see. They're all away way in nursing homes and things. Yeah, it's pretty miserable. Yeah, it's yeah pretty I agree. Awful and and I, I then i always think to myself yeah maybe their peers that you know that uh walked into the fire at uh, omaha beach eh, i don't know who had it worse i don't know you know some of these guys living 10 years just in misery and stuff it's like eh. Well, yeah, it, but it's, it's it, a hard it, thing. Those Omaha Beach guys were 19. Yeah, that was their problem. Yeah, there
1: was 40 good years in between. Them. All right, fair right. enough. So, and
0: and uh, wait, I want to go through some of the other people that we've lost. Florence about. Henderson. Thic, Florence Henderson. I mean, uh, Anton Yelchin. Remember Anton? Did we ever? Uh, oh. The kid from Star Trek? Yeah, with the Jeep and
1: the yeah,
2: crazy story. Yeah. And,
1: what the hell was wrong with that? A, you're a car guy. What the hell happened there? Well, you
2: try to figure it out, and sadly, like you think, oh, well, he was drunk. Like no, he got out. No, no, we, I knew, we actually knew him. Yeah, well, I, well, yeah but that doesn't... Okay. not mean All he right. wasn't I'll drunk right. just because right. right. I'll know. be drunk <laughs> in three hours. <laughs> 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 Let's not judge here. It's the holidays. What Fair I'm saying nice. so, is, is that... So he was going, it, going it to close sounded, his gate, right? It sounded and like the a car... story where it's like, oh, a guy got out of the car, maybe had a couple pops. It yeah. was like a Saturday night. Seemed like the gate didn't work or whatever. And that he didn't put the car into park. But what happened was, is the jeep was defective. Yeah, they pull out; they pop out of park. They pop out of park. So he had it. So you got to
1: put the emergency brake on. Mm.
2: Nobody does that yeah. anymore. And I just
1: he, did the foot thing. You can't see that on the radio. You want but-
2: to see? <laughs> you want to? You want to talk about a lawsuit? Yeah, that's a lawsuit. And his parents, uh, ice skating instructors. That one of them taught.
0: Well, one of them taught our friend Susan's best friend's daughter. The mom
2: taught Paulina. So and we knew them. We knew them. To well. me, you know. To it's me, uh, tragic. You know, the Leonard Cohen thing is like, <laughs> all right, I'm 84 years old. Fine, right. he had a great career. Uh, but do you think and, you
1: can wish yourself to die, or uh, just k- kind of resolve it and wind things down? No, you know? I,
2: okay, I, I think there's bit. that part. I think there's that part when you get. I think there's a part where. It'd be difficult to do if you were 19 and a gymnast. Yeah. <laughs> but you couldn't just sit and will it. You got to use a shotgun for that. Right. But right. At, at that point where the guy's 91 and he's hooked up to the respirator and the grandson comes in and says, it's okay to go now or whatever, and the guy closes his eyes. Yeah, I do, I do think there's yeah, that, you get tired of that life it. energy yeah. Yeah. where yeah. you just kind of can do that. Uh, we forget so Nancy, I Nancy Reagan, sad. Muhammad I was Ali. I wasn't
1: sad when Leonard
0: died. Yeah, right. You should there there's a there are there are deaths you should celebrate.
1: The George Michael thing seems sad cuz he was alone at Christmas. Young. He was alone. There was nobody in his house, Adam.
2: Well, if there's nobody if it's if there's nobody in your house at Christmas time and you're that guy that does feel like some drugs were going down. I, wonder, <laughs> I yeah, of I I know why would you be alone? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Did you read
1: this stuff that he was yeah, looking yeah. out the window and the people saw him in his window by himself in his house on Christmas well, Eve? What are
2: you doing
0: then? Uh, there are three that we've not heard a lot of talk about recently that are big deals this year. Gene, Gene Wilder. Yeah. Gene Wilder was old, though. Yeah, that's true. How old was he? He's 83. Yeah, so that's yeah, old. I agree. Gary Shandling. Yeah, oh, that was that was weird because he played
1: basketball a lot. Now let's get into that. You're a doctor. Mm-hmm. How can Gary Shandling, Alan though Thick, he didn't Alan look Thick like
0: died on the ice. I know, to play and hockey.
1: Gary Shandling played basketball all the time. Was that yeah. like eight to do with
0: anything. So, so you can just drop dead at sixty if you're not screening for vascular disease stuff. It's Are a, you
1: screening for vascular disease?
0: No, uh, neither
1: am well, I. I.
2: Get your get your calcium score. I'll get, get my your calcium score. Calcium I'll score. get a I will get I I did. I should. I'm getting ready to You're get on a treadmill. You
0: smoked for a while. D- do
2: that. I'm going to do. Uh, I did it one. I one time about ten years ago. I did. I did a full workup where the guy got you on the treadmill and did the thing and put all the electrodes mm-hmm. and stuff on you. And he made a big mistake. He said to me. You got a heart of a fireman, oh. he said. And I was like, good. But, what, but that doesn't say you anything about your plaque. <laughs> you got a light and a martini? But that doesn't I say anything a steak, about the plaque. A light and a martini. What's that? Does
1: that say anything about the plaque? Drew's got be well, scared shitless about plaque.
0: Well, it, it, oh. It does. It does. Well, your
1: friend Vinny, too. He scared the shit out of you too, right.
0: Vinny Tortorich. Right. But listen, the the plaque causes narrowing of the arteries. I'm convinced I have Just a ton listen. of plaque. Well, then get get your calcium score. But, go
1: get you, go get worked
0: up. Yeah, but also on the on a treadmill. If if there is anything restricting blood supply to the heart, the muscle won't perform normally, and that's what we pick up on the treadmill. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. So when is it better or worse if you have plaque and you have a bad heart and whatever to be. Outgoing and play basketball like Gary Shandling did or do not?
0: Better to exercise, but you really have to be realistic about what may or may not be going on I with you. I used here. to play basketball And you should be aggressive as hell it. about it. I mean, I've been on a statin since I was like 35 because we have horrible vascular disease. Funny
1: family. side note. You know who's the biggest ball hog in Hollywood basketball? You know the guy Richard from Law and Order? Huh. What's his name? Richard what? He's a comedian too. Uh, with the sunglasses. Oh, Lewis. Oh. Richard Lewis? No, no. No,
2: no, no, no. Yeah. What? Meltzer. Yeah,
1: Richard Meltzer. Yeah. No, not...
2: No, no, Belzer. Belzer.
1: Yeah, Richard Belzer. Ball hog. Never <laughs> pass it.
2: Well, you know what's interesting about him? <laughs> what? I've always... I remember I interviewed him once, and many, many years ago, and I, I remember thinking he was one of the first guys that ever traveled with... A, a, a medical dog, oh. you know, whatever. It wasn't a support dog. Service. This was a service dog yeah. that sniffed out seizures or whatever. And I remember thinking to myself, God, this guy's a narcissist. <laughs> like, I remember thinking of that. So when you tell me he didn't share the rock, <laughs> it kind of fits with my profile of the guy who was traveling with the 80-pound poodle on the airplane Circuit 2001. You know wow. what I mean? Like when it was insane to get on an airplane with a dog now it's commonplace but back then when it was insane i remember i just remember doing I've, I've interviewed him a couple times and been on stern with him a couple times and i remember thinking i didn't dislike him but i thought this guy's a very crazy self-sense of here's he's what got I, his own thing going I, here's Speaking what stern, i got going another death in 16 joey boots i don't know who joey
0: boots. well he's what? a big
1: big guy right uh, yeah,
0: yeah. This, well, this is what I wanted to bring up. This is why I was, I was leading up to his, uh And the guy we knew pretty – I mean, given how few, much, little time we spent with him, I felt like we knew him pretty well was Gary Marshall. Yeah. I, I mean, that. I, I mean, we played baseball with him a couple times. He came on the show a couple times. One of the nicest human beings yes. ever. I mean, just –
1: That's Penny Marshall's dad?
2: Yeah. Brother. Oh, brother sorry. Again. Yeah, no. Yeah. Brother. Right, brother right. or Is dad brother I think it's a brother yeah, yeah. really mm-hmm. older brother I'm assuming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very nice man. guy oh my god
0: and uh, you know some of the some of the iconic films of the last 20 years yeah Gary Marshall films yeah
2: and and that's the whole thing it's like nobody he's he's up there with um, Henry Winkler no one has a bad thing to say about the guy yeah yeah they cannot find a bad thing to say about him Leon Russell yeah I yeah. loved him too.
1: I went and saw him play at Pappy and because here's another thing: how many musicians do you go to thinking I better go because it might be the last time to see him? I went and saw Leon Russell, and it was the last time to go see him.
2: Wow! I had that with uh, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds stupid. I know. It's a, I wish I, I wish that I was a joke, but I, I like I said. They're gonna retire? No. I just I, I said when we were in uh, Vegas shooting crank yankers, which was a show we had to shoot out of Vegas for various reasons, but you can't do crank calls out of other states. Right. So yeah. I said And record them. To like David Allen Greer or whoever was out there doing the taping with me and I was sort of in charge, I said, Why don't we go see Siegfried and Roy tonight? Because we're done taping at like six o'clock. And now we're going to go to strip club. We're going to go buffet. We're going to buffet in a strip club. We're going to gamble. Like What are we going to do? I said, we should see Siegfried and Roy. And David Allen Greer, especially, was leading the chorus of No Fucking Way. Like, come on now. I'm not doing that. We don't do that. We're young. We're hampered. This is cool. We should go do something. And I remember what I said to him. I said, listen, I'm sure in you know 1976, someone said, let's go see Elvis. Yeah. And, and the other guy said, are you kidding that old bloated fat guy? <laughs> that's just for grandpa, you know. Yeah. Styx is in town. Yeah. Let's right. see them. They're right. hot. They're young. You yeah. know, they're with yeah. it. They're what's going on. And so the person didn't see Elvis, and now they wish they'd seen Elvis because Elvis yeah. is not going to go on forever. And I just remember going, one day you're going to want to be in that group that when I saw Siegfried and Roy, like you were going to be in that group said I saw Elvis. And it was a number of months later, but it wasn't <laughs> did much. You did you go? Yeah, we you went. Did And then Dag was pissed the whole time. <laughs> did it, it seem?
1: Did it seem like the lion was going to bite them?
2: I had an inkling. Really? I, know. <laughs> I had no inkling. <laughs> what? No, I had no idea. They seemed to do what they were told. Yeah, yeah. And
0: now we they aired some of out um, of my shows for we, we took the week off between Christmas and New Year's, and they aired some old Dag shows. People were chatting about online stuff. We should we should get him. I haven't seen him in forever.
2: I haven't either. He usually, he, he when he's busy, he's busy. You never see well, last him. Last time I anybody's...
0: saw him, he was in Porgy and Best on Broadway. We Went backstage and saw him. I think we saw the show twice even. And, yeah, uh, he's
2: great. Great. But he can go to San Diego. Well, he, he was on a TV show. He'll go to San Diego to break those shows in and be there for six months. San Diego is where they break in all those Broadway shows. Really? Wow. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I didn't know either. It's but you gotta pick a place, right?
0: Yeah, what the hell, why not? Why
2: yeah, not so saying? he'll go to like San Diego for like four months huh. and do a show and then go to Broadway with it. Hmm. So he'll go work it out, get it on his feet or yeah, whatever uh, it is.
0: You don't think Glenn Howerton's a friend. You know Glenn from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. He goes down there to do Shakespeare. You don't think about Shakespeare in San Diego. But they've got I guess a big theatrical thing down there.
2: Well, it's probably Tijuana they do it, it in, but they fair, probably yeah. stay in San Diego. Mm, probably, but Yes, because yes, you think Shakespeare, when I think Shakespeare when you think I mean, Tijuana. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, number two, about, Puerto Vallarta, but number yeah, one, yeah, I think, Tijuana. I think mm-hmm. about a lot of things in Tijuana.
0: <laughs> not, not Shakespeare, though? No. no? No, not really. Okay. Yeah,
2: the, uh, well, anyway, sorry. Well,
1: but the death thing... You know what you didn't mention? The biggest selling artist of all the artists who died this year, you didn't mention because nobody really thinks about the Eagles as a a great band. Oh, yeah. Do you think of them as a great
2: band? Uh, I think of them as a very talented band. I try to make a distinction between bands I like and then bands that I don't like who stink and then bands who I respect. don't like who are very good. Yes, yes, And or you can't penalize a band just because their song is fucked out and you've heard it too many times. It doesn't make it a bad song. There's songs that are bad.
1: And How many times have we heard Hotel California in our lifetimes of three Right, months. millions. Good song.
2: Uh, it's a good song. Look, New Kid in Town is a great song. Witchy Woman is a shit song. So <laughs> I, I don't want to... So what... I always, I you know, my feeling with the Eagles was always like they were together. They were fairly annoying, even though they were a good band. But their fucking witchy woman and all this kind of shit it drove me nuts. What about the
1: lasting power of them? They're. 24 hours a day.
2: I have this theory They went, look, we can stay together and be pretty annoying, or we can break up and all do solo projects it can be super annoying, yeah. and that's when we'll get dirty laundry and Sunset Grill and Miami Ma- Vice Smuggler's theme. Blues and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, they're kind of like Hall & Oates to me and that they're a talented, good band that has a whole bunch of shitty songs and then a bunch of really good songs, too. And the Eagles are a great band. Like you could never say the Eagles are great. Them? Band. Have you seen them? I would. I would go see them. But if they played "Witchy Woman," I'd have to go out in the parking lot and, and like smoke a cigarette and then <laughs> come yeah. back. I couldn't sit. Do you watch like the Eagles? Talk about I "Witchy saw them Woman" in 1976
0: at the uh, Shrine Auditorium when Linda Ronstadt and uh, Jackson Jackson Brown yeah. came out and played with them that night. Did wow! You, did, so you goodness. were in. So
1: you were into them.
2: For about 10 minutes.
1: For the Hotel California album? Uh,
2: yeah. You know, yeah. What they, we know what they are? They're they're a very talented band. Well, who, he's dead now. Who's a little downtrodden. They're a little low You're talking beat. in the
1: present tense and throwing me up. The guy is dead.
2: No, the Eagles haven't died. I yes, mean, Glenn been, Frey died. Well, there, there's Don Henley and there's... Uh, I don't
1: think they can go on without the Glenn Frey. Well, right? they've
2: had 10 different iterations anyway. And so you think the Eagles will go on in 2017? Some of it,
0: yeah. Why not? As as like the listen. dead or something.
2: Well, first, okay. First, like the first dead off, first, off first, 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 wait a second. If there's a nickel to be made, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on now, yeah. You've had a band that's had ten different guys rotate through there. You get Bob Welch in there, and right, yeah. See, Bob Welch, you're not used to. Yeah, Bob's not used to guys who know music. So he's used I to know. you. I know, but Bob Welch. But you get him. And you get uh, Glenn. Oh wait, who didn't die? Uh,
1: Glenn uh, Don Henley Don Haley, and Joe Don, Walsh.
2: Yeah, yeah, Joe Walsh or Bob Walsh or whatever. You, 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 <laughs> Joe, <with> Joe Walsh, <laughs> Joe Walsh, and Bob. Welsh. <laughs> that you would be Joe great if,
1: if Bob Walsh replaced. And then you have Joe. Yeah, Walsh all you got
2: to get Joe Walsh a lot, right? I like Joe Walsh. Yeah. He's funny too. And all you just get three or four of those guys, scaring two other guys, and you're you're back. There you go. You're you're touring with the Eagles. So they're the they're the best band I never want to hear again. So
1: he so. The, Glenn Frey is the most successful, wealthiest musician of those that died. Mm. And we, you don't even think of him as top tier, do you, Drew?
0: No, I, when you point it out, yeah. It I goes
1: Bowie, meant. so I want to rate yeah. it. I know it's hideous and people will hate us and whatever, but it's Bowie 17 floors above everybody else, then Prince, mm. then Leonard, I think. Prince, and
2: then- Prince songs don't hold up at all. They're shit. They're shitty songs from the eighties. He's a super talented dude you know what who wrote really up? shitty songs. His that no songs? one that no one will admit to, by the way. I, I swear to God. every everybody I've ever spoken to, it's like Prince has a picture of you with a corn cob shoved up your ass, and you don't want to say anything because they go like, "Oh no, that that dove's cry or that is, all that sexy bullshit." From there, it's his is horrible. They're bad. His they're hits bad. don't
1: hold up. Because, Not at all. Because Not at all. They, they were sound, bad then. They sound dated. The they drums.
2: sounded like shit when they came out, and I love the man dearly. I'm a huge fan. He, his stuff, his hits sound like shit. They were for stupid people. They're for nineteen-year-olds. They sucked, and they Raspberry sound bad Raspberry Beret is a bad song. It's a pop song, which to me is not even on the annoying, you know, sort of hit parade. I say to all my friends who do this thing all the time, I I'll say to my wife, they'll go, Hey, Prince, uh, Beastie Boys, love Beastie Boys, I love Prince. I go, Really, you do? Yeah, I love them. You do? You love them? Hey, do I love them? Yeah, I do. How come I never heard you listening to Prince? How come I, know, I never that heard is you true. listening to Prince? Because guess what, true. I love John Hyatt and I love Grant Parker. And guess what you hear when you're in my fucking car? You hear me listening to John Hyatt because <laughs> I love John Hyatt. And I'm not defending you the- John Hyatt. <laughs> I, I love John Hyatt. See, John Hyatt's good. That's kind of the Have difference. Have little faith in me. But the, the the difference is, how come you love the Beastie Boys and Prince so much? And I never hear you listening to Beastie Boys. I, think what, and I Prince? think
0: what they like is the feeling they evoke from the memories That's of the right, time. That's right. Which doesn't yeah. make it good. Yeah.
2: Prince. Drew, a, what's Prince is Drew's favorite
1: su- band? You guys have been married for thirty-five years. What's Drew's favorite band?
2: Oh, oh, uh, no. he does No, he likes opera.
1: No, but no, no, pop I would, music. It, I, I would say psychedelic first, right off the top of my head. I,
0: I like psych first, but but I I would go like Stones, Doors.
2: Yeah, yeah. Can't I, go wrong Prince, with the Doors. Yeah. I think Prince was like an incredibly gifted guy who wrote sort of jack-off pop songs and maybe the deep cuts. Yes. we're good. The
1: deep but cuts the, are the good. The hits
2: suck, and they sound like dated shit. That's true. Shit.
1: That's true. That's what I was going to say. He has. Right, who's after
2: he Prince has, on your list?
1: So well, Leonard. It would go Bowie, way, way above, Prince, it, and then Prince, then Leonard Cohen,
0: then Glenn Fry. The,
1: I don't know. Don Le- Henley Leon, is the voice of the Eagles. Leon, to
0: Leon me. Russell going to be above mm-hmm. Glenn Fry?
2: What he think? Such such a, maybe.
0: A, such I love <laughs> Leon Russell. I mean. He sings such a night. I'm up on night. the
1: tightrope. Yeah. Lungs, eyes, mm-hmm. and one is hope. Oh, I the He wrote the mas- this masquerade. Oh, And he yeah. wrote,
0: song for you.
1: And I'm singing my song There were a lot of you. other people's songs, too. Yeah.
0: you wouldn't be aware of.
1: So... Oh, I, his, else my!
0: My band I love was, and Leon Russell was in the band was Joe Cocker, Mad Dogs, and Englishmen. Yeah, he's in the movie
1: mm-hmm. too. Yeah, he's got did you see that movie? Yeah, yeah, I got it on
0: DVD. End, I ended up treating some of those people. You know, I'm many sure. many years I'm later. Sure. Did I tell you? You don't know this. They would end all end up at Los Encinos with uh, acid related brain injuries and things. They a lot of them ended up in nursing homes. Well, a lot wow, yeah, uh,
1: alcoholics. No, no, alcoholics no. Too. They
0: were did they were all type of the same thing. They were did so much hallucinogen. Back then, that that particular group, yeah. I uh, yeah, back when they thought it made so you, you ever, creative. Yeah,
1: has there ever been a year like this with this many? Icons well, dying. what stands
0: out for me this year is it, is it seems a little bit extraordinary. And it's more about aging than about uh, drug addiction. For well, this age. is
1: the point. Just like, do you know? remember the panic Drew had as we were getting criticized more and more as celebrity rehab people would die? Yeah. The thing I didn't have the heart to tell him was these aren't the people I expected to die.
2: Oh, right. Right? Because right.
1: I didn't expect Rodney to die or right. Mindy McCready right. or you know what I mean? So they didn't and die of so addiction. He was,
0: they, I, they died of other things it didn't matter at that point yeah, know. <laughs> you know what i mean
1: so so the people on here you, you so most of them you expected to die but there's going to be a year that's going to be bigger than 2016 everybody's well, saying this, let's, let's get but, rid of 2016 no, too many people have died there's a year coming you're talking about all the stones are in their mid 70s right
0: the baby boomers are going to start dropping out
1: dylan is older than yeah. that yeah there's going to be a year where like three or four of the biggest icons in the history yeah. of mankind die.
0: Well, uh, that well, you're, you're, well what you're, are we going to do without Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Bowie is one it of is those people. Wall of banjos you know? while somebody. Bowie props is him Bowie up. is yeah. equal to those. And remember, George Harrison died not long
2: ago. Was just saying, <laughs> Dylan's still here, and George has been gone for 15 <laughs> years. Well, what
1: about Dick Cheney still here? Every time somebody dies, well, that's about. true. But I mean,
2: <laughs> D- I, I would swap. Oh my God! <laughs> who
1: would you trade would out for like Dylan, Dylan? For Oh, th- yes. a
2: thousand times better yeah. than Dylan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Glenn, I hate Fry? Dylan. Uh, they've caused a lot of damage to the <laughs> Eagles. The promise is, <laughs> look, they wrote dirt. Who wrote dirty laundry? Because yeah, I wit Is he the dead one? Is it no? Don it, Henley. Don Henley. Oh, all right. Well, he's caused a lot of pain.
1: You know, I'll tell you a funny Don Henley story. You want to hear it? Yes. I was in AM Studios. Danny Kortschmar. I was working with him, and I got to sit in while they're editing a single called Heart of the Matter. You know, trying I like to get that down song. to
0: the heart of the matter. Did you, did you ever see his documentary? So they're editing. Uh, no. Can you get him a copy of it? Yeah. yeah I can get it. Yeah, because he if should will watch this. it, it'll yeah. be fun. It's a piece. Of, there's some K-Rock history in there, too. It'll freak you I'd out. I love this. Yes. <laughs> they found some, some footage from me and him and Loveline in the early 90s or late 80s. Yeah. Yeah, radio, where, tape where for a second he like sobered up and started helping someone, and I went, he said, and I, "I would be a good and counselor." I went, you know, dude, you be a great therapist one day. I'd love to see that. Together. Yeah, I don't know how they found that. Anyway, you you're listening to the so I'm board.
1: I'm listening. I'm just like the dumb punk rock musician that's crossing over and being mentored by all these cool, you know, no know, knowledgeable people, and they're editing. The, the original song, the track, Heart of the Matter, it's like five minutes, 20 seconds. They need to take an, a minute 40 out of it to have it be a single. And they're going through all different chops and they're listening to it and talking back and forth. And then they finally have one. And then Danny turned to me and goes, that's that's that's, that's right, right? And I said, you cut the verse out that leads you to what Heart of the Matter means. And he And Don Henley turned and said, People don't listen to lyrics.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, that's no problem. <laughs> well, you know, it is funny. It, you know
1: what I mean? Because I'm thinking about, like, you just chopped out so that the verse story that tells sense. what you're getting down to the heart of the matter about, you just chopped it all out so you can't follow yeah. it and understand what the chorus is. And they were just like, people don't listen that closely.
2: I love lyrics. Me too. And that's matter. why you like
1: John Hyatt.
2: That's why I like John Hyatt. I don't like Prince. <laughs> or uh, the Beastie Boys. But anyway. Do you the,
1: cry when you, sometimes when you're driving you in your the car you get the right alone, song.
2: Heart of the Matter. Heart of the Matter is a great song. And, and, it's about his wife, right? And, and here's, I don't know what it's about. It's a very good song. I, I think it's, it's about a, it. But the thing about the, you're cutting out a minute 40 for uh, the radio cut is my roommate, Ralph Garman, had the, the album uh, or the CD or whatever. And he'd play it when we lived together and i like the song it's a and good i was like song. i really like that song and it's and it's you know and then we're driving in the car or I, w- I was driving a car and I was hearing the radio version of it and I was saying to him, it's missing one whatever. No, and he funny. was saying... How weird is that? Yeah. We, we got into an argument. He was like, no, it's the same song. And I said, no, no, no. And you know how I'm wired yeah. this way. I yeah, said, yeah. sonically. I said, when we listen to it at home, there's one more, I can't... We, yeah. They go back to it one more time. Well, I've listened to it three times on the radio, it's missing... Then it's one, missing
1: the whole verse that makes that whole the chorus part. make it's, it's sense. Bringing yeah,
2: it's, it all home it's, is all Don Hanley's fault. <laughs> it's missing this part. And right. I was driving around in 1994, 1993, taking very sharp notice of the fact that they cut a chunk of this song Crazy. out. What's yes, the song
1: right. that always gets you? Last question. Last What's the song, song that always gets you? That, that it's got to be a John yeah. Hyatt, okay. yeah.
2: Well, the reason John Hyatt is better than everyone else is because... Everyone else is singing about, you know, get on the back of my hog woman. We'll go to the edge of town and I love you. I love you. Right. You know, whatever it is. John Hyde has a song. It's just, it's pure acoustic and it's called learning how to love you. And it's all song, not about what you got to do or what I'm going to do to you, but how I needed to learn how to, I need to learn how to love you, which is a a sort of backwards approach to a love song. Not here's how much I love you. I die for you. It's, I had to learn, and, and, and it's, fun, it's funny because uh, Hootie and the Blowfish had a, their hit album was called Cracked Rear View, yeah. and he starts off by going, there was this life that I was living through some cracked rear view. Oh, wow. So he's just basically staring at his life through a broken rearview mirror <laughs> and just look, looking in the yeah. past. And I said, oh, that's a good... Yeah. Uh, uh, that was a good line right yeah. there. And he said, where no future was given to a heart untrue. And it's like, oh, he's living his life looking in a rearview mirror that's cracked. Yes. And, I, and, and the blowfish got that, and they're like, we're going to name around Cracked rearview." But yeah, lyrics matter. And the part where he has to learn... How to love, him. and it's really raw and it's really acoustic, and that's a song that'll get We're you. We're gonna need the to right follow
1: mood. up someday because if you love lyrics, because I'm
2: a lyric guy, how can you not like Bob Dylan? I knew Dylan? That's where he was going. We gotta wrap it up. <laughs> I like his lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. so there you go. Okay. But I, want, I do want to say this about the 125th time. He said he ain't gonna work on Maggie's farm no more. Like, Maggie'd be like, hey, Spindly Jew, get the fuck out of here. Like, who could be a worse farmhand than Bob Dylan? Like, he's threatening not to work on that. Imagine telling Bob Dylan, hey, we gotta take those hay bales and get them up to the loft. We do that before the sun rises. Then we're going to slaughter the pigs. We're, we're going to slaughter a couple chickens. And he'd be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, you're wearing those tight jeans and a boots. So no, that's not going to work. You need something take to work in. Take your sunglasses in. off. Now, take your sunglasses off. Hey, Bob, stop smoking. This is a farm. We need you to work.
0: Go see everything, Adam, at adamcarolla.com. Welcome
2: uh, to 2017, ladies and
0: gentlemen. You guys can have your own gentlemen. music show together. <laughs> yeah. Right? Bring, come, come on over the to the lyric show. Come on over to the Adam and Drew show, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll bring you into a little lyric conversation. Uh, a reminder, everybody be sure to check us out at dr.com and uh, check out the links, all the great podcasts there. The Adam and Drew show is there, Dr. Drew podcast is there. Uh, also, uh, please, if you don't have iTunes, uh, listen on your Android phone, and don't forget to check out. Um, the uh the new podcast with Dr. Spaz, the Weekly Ooh. Infusion, and that's right. And the Mike and Drew podcast is there as well. And uh Adam and I every day at either doctor dot com or the Adam and Doctor Drew show dot com or AdamCarolla dot com. And uh, we really appreciate you guys being around and supporting the, these little pods. And Adam, thank you for everything you've thank done for you, us man. and for me and uh, for our family. We and appreciate it. It's a new thank year and you. so you know it's I, Enjoy you don't you don't do you listen to our podcast? No, I got to. I don't you listen need to listen podcast. You to Put people on the spot.
2: No, why? no I, the don't, podcast. I don't. Listen I don't. I don't watch his docs. He doesn't listen to our. <laughs> right. That's a New Year's. <laughs> we have an agreement. This is a
0: resolution. <laughs> I we're will ingest
2: none of your art. <laughs> you ingest none of my art. <laughs> we're gonna get.
0: We're gonna get his doc for for. Yeah, Adam, yeah. And then I'm gonna make you listen to a couple of. Our I shows. have to figure come out how on to, to make the show.
1: Bluetooth work in my car. I can't get it out of my phone to into my car. What? I can't play podcasts in my phone.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Remind everybody to click on the Amazon banner for all your shopping needs. We appreciate your support, and please uh, send us your thoughts and comments on iTunes. We see those five star ratings and appreciate it. Subscribe today. We are ready for more of this life in 2017. Provided you keep us going, so we really appreciate it. Uh, we also want to thank our friends at Bergamet for being so supportive as a sponsor. We appreciate the many products they have to offer. So go to their website and check out their new products. And I, of course, uh, am enthusiastically behind the Mega and the Pro Plus for treating metabolic syndrome, lowering cholesterol, reducing risks of vascular pathology and heart disease. Uh, and it's something to discuss with your doctor. So to learn more, go again to Bergamet b e r g a m e t dot com, or just go to This Life Podcast or Drue dot com and click on the Bergamet banner on our website. All right. All right. Till then, we'll
2: see. Peace out.